Hello, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Fountain Pen and Stationery Season Four, Episode Ten. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm your host, Frank, and I'm your other host, Collins. How you doing, Frank? I'm doing all right. Uh, you look tired. <laughs> I am very busy. I have been running around all over the place, um, and for very good reason. <laughs> this is the very few times I see you actually have a beard. Really? In recent times, yes. Okay. Let me let me say that like a beard. <laughs> saying that what I currently have as a beard is v- not even close to stretching the truth. Okay, fine. <laughs> Having a ten o'clock shadow. Yeah, it's a ten o'clock shadow. Um. Yeah, I I just didn't shave this morning. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, because uh, as, as I've shared before uh, we have an imminent uh, first baby coming into the family um, I've just been very busy this entire week <laughs> yeah 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 I can, I can understand that so uh, any fountain pen thing this week where I assume most likely not I actually do I oh, actually right. have something. So uh, CY messaged me uh, earlier this week telling me that um, my glass pen from uh, Lucas Mahoney is ready. Oh, okay. So it's being shipped back to here or? Yes, I'll get it at some point because international shipping is, you know, it, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically speaking, it turns out that my theory was correct, or, or this is what um, he, uh, Lucas said, which basically, I was probably putting too much downward pressure on the nib. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and because it's a glass dip pen, it's very different from how you use a fountain pen. It where doesn't flex. It doesn't flex. Um, and, you know, the transition from ballpoint to fountain pen you you already decrease the amount of pressure you use uh-huh. potentially from fountain pen to glass dip pen you decrease it even more huh maybe uh the other thing uh it, uh it was asked to me which was um do i use any kind of writing pad okay because that would soften the pressure on yeah, the glass yeah, pad. Yeah, like a, a soft writing pad or just an additional couple layers of paper. Yeah, which when I was using my uh, glass pen wasn't a problem at all because I was always writing in notebooks. Mm-hmm. Every single time there's always like 30 pages to cushion the nib, right? Okay. Well, as I explained before, the very last thing I wrote with the pen on was a card for someone. And the card I just put on the table. No more cushioning. <laughs> yeah, no more cushioning. <laughs> the card was just a very basic, you know, card that you would buy at, you know, a store. Yeah. It wasn't like special paper or anything like that. It was just the card because it was, I wanted that card for that person. Um, and that's probably what did it. <laughs> All right. And I can say it's also probably my fault that I was maybe applying a bit too much pressure on it because maybe I was thinking I wanted to squeeze a little bit more ink out of this one line before I redipped it. 
Yeah, I don't think that's, that's also, how Glass that works. <laughs> obviously not. I can't tell you what I was potentially doing then, but um, I will definitely be more careful. I will definitely have a writing pad for my glass pen. All right. <laughs> no All matter right. what I'm writing on. Well, um, lesson learned the hard way. But, yeah, uh, lesson learned the hard way. But I think, yeah, it's not something uh, seriously injured or anything like that. So yeah. it's fine. It's fine. And who knows where that chipped part of the glass went? No idea. <laughs> it was small enough to be not not that big of an issue, honestly. Yeah. And even if it was lost at the bottom of some ink bottle, it's probably fine. I'm just kind of curious where it went. I want to got a feel that you hit something. Yeah. Uh, but I, I am glad that it was fixed, that the, the, uh, Lucas uh, Mahoney was able to fix it. And yeah. um, I should be getting it back at some point. And I will report back uh, when I get it back. And I hope... I hope they, the writing experience is at least similar because that was seriously my favorite glass dip pen I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. And just wait. They're going to charge you two bucks for the, uh, for the import fees on UPS part. Two bucks? Um, excuse me. <laughs> they charged me $30 to ship it to Japan. <laughs> that, that's, understand, that's not the price of shipping. That's the price to get past the port fees. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So whatever the price it cost me to ship it, there was an additional thirty dollars. Yeah, that's just stupid. All right, all right, all right. Uh, enough ragging on UPS. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they don't do it to you, though. Hopefully they don't do it to you. Yeah. Hopefully not. Okay. So with that being said, I guess we can uh we can start today's uh one of the first thing that uh, that's like trending in our uh. Little fountain pain space, especially on Reddit. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit ridiculous, really. It but is very it's, ridiculous. It's, it's not pure fun, right? <laughs> Would you call this... Okay. Would you call this a wet noodle? Or would you call this like a... I would call this a wet brush. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like an udon noodle or like a, or like a rice flat noodle. <laughs> Yes, uh, a wet udon. A wet udon. What's that Taiwanese thing called? Like, uh, yeah, the flat noodle. Yeah, the flat noodle. The, the flat rice noodle. <laughs> Basically, it's, uh, it's a video of this, uh, I guess it's a modified Jinhao nib. Mm -hmm. And it just flexes from like... It's a modified, no. yeah, it's a modified steel nib, I think. And... Uh, it flexes from effectively what's like a, a fine to 1.5 centimeters wide. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> In case anyone uh, didn't pay attention to Reddit recently, uh, the guy is called Lord Cactus, L-O-R-D underscore Cactus underscore. He is being experimenting with uh, uh, Aeroflex plus and plus feet above and uh, under his uh, nib try to get the maximum amount of flex that he can get on his fountain pen mm -hmm. and he does say something interesting is that he is looking into possible manufacturing of the nib we don't know how difficult that is we don't know if it's gonna ever gonna happen but because I think he's still in school he did he did say that he's looking into it now, I can't get a good image of the nib. Is there any, like, a good, solid, like, picture of what it actually looks like? 
Uh, yeah, here. Yeah, because I couldn't. I mean, I'm just going by the YouTube and the Reddit. I couldn't actually find one for he has what the a nib actually looks detail, like. But that is, I think he changed a little bit of that. Of course, everything's an experiment, right? He right. Put a big fat over nib on it, and he uses the eraser because the eraser has a pores over it. I still don't understand what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> it's a normal nib. But he puts some really he he puts basically, if you remember the uh, original sailor nib. Oh, there we go. Uh, there is an overfeed and an underfeed the two to act basically as ink reservoir to make sure that your ink stays, mm, or not mm -hmm. ink stays the ink stays on the paper when you oversplit the feet uh the nib a little bit too much. Right. And well, this is what this is the result of that. Oh, interesting. Okay, so that's what's keeping the ink from like popping. Yes, that's basically what's keeping ink from popping. He has a over over the nib material, oh, and under the nib material. I'm not entirely sure how well that will work in the <laughs> production model. It probably won't be that that flexible, but. Regardless, I think if he can even get to one, one centimeter flex <laughs> instead of one point five, it will still be a, a extremely popular and fun product to have in your hand. I'm sure you could talk with some design specialist to make it look a little nicer than like this square piece of material that's mm -hmm. like making sure that the ink stays there. Yes, I I agree with that. He just gotta <laughs> figure. He fig, if he can figure out the manufacturing, he'll make a lot of money. Let's just say. Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when this is on steel, so it's probably much. Uh, the pricing probably is going to be rather. Uh, rather, uh, I wouldn't say cheap, but probably affordable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's it would be a lot cheaper than if it were a gold nib. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure Golden can actually do that. <laughs> you probably extent. don't want it to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, yep, that is a super, super flex brought to you by the Lord Cactus. I will post this link sometime later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for everyone to see, this is one of the most interesting things I've seen on the, uh, in terms of NIMP development on the pen space for a while. It's ba at this point, it's basically a metal brush. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I would not, I would not disagree with you. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I'm not sure I talk about this one. This is the uh, the next one I'll talk about is the Platinum Chill Kuro. This has come up before, I think, but it's available. Well, it's available to pre-order, right? Like there's some other spaces available now. Notify me. Yeah, yeah coming soon. So. Apparently, so far from everyone can tell, they are only coming a package with uh, like a cleaning kit and converter and stuff. So, but I'm still keeping, I, I'm still very invested in looking at this one. But apparently, the package could be at least $60, just FYI. Yeah, that's it, for ink, that's pretty expensive. Yes. But that's you're getting the blackest. Yeah. 
pigmented water resistant ink out there. I got a feeling that if you write a lot using that, it, it will look unnatural on paper, but we'll see. We'll see when it's finally out. Yeah, I would love to try this out. Yeah. I mean, one of us is definitely getting a bottle, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no question about it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I couldn't get a bottle up front. So. But it's not, this is not the same. It's like close to that Venta black, right? It's not quite there. So there's a little bit of story behind it. It's like there, there's, of course, a Venta black, which is technically the material. Mm. Venta black is the carbon nanotube that just sucks in light. And you have the... Uh, you have the other block, I think block 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0 that is done by another person that that basically got angry at the original guy that did the Vinta block. So they kind of fight each other. And while you, you have a someone in Japan just decided to develop something else called a Muso block and just kind of beat both of them when applied to a certain object. Take a note and pause here. Just yeah. take a note to pause here. I realized I didn't re start recording. Oh, okay. That's fine. Uh, I can start recording now, and then at least the rest of the podcast will be okay. Okay. Let me see. The timing is 13.04. That's fine. Yeah. So what was I? The I don't know. Okay. I think I've been so tired, I didn't even click record. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, but I'm going to start recording now. Yeah, so there, there's some controversies along when the uh, Muso Black was originally introduced because the guy that did, the, I think, Black 3.0 did some testing. But he did the application method wrong, per se, because uh, the Muso Black requires you to spray paint it instead of painting over mm. it. Mm -hmm. So the result, of course, is not as good. And uh, he was kind of compared his product with the Muso Black and uh, back and forth. Basically, it's kind of like a tiny dick measuring contest. And, uh, <laughs> How much more black could this be? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, my feeling is that the Platinum Ink is probably using the Muso Black because the Muso Black seems to be, they are pretty opened to use their pigment on almost any application as i showed mm -hmm. you they have like velvet cloth that is binded to it for theater purposes yeah and, and that's great for that, theater yeah yeah we use that for like projector and the other black it just it just the ceiling just black <laughs> <laughs> you can see texture to the cloth and anything like it just black on the picture so that's something very interesting I might want to get a few piece if I ever get a projector. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> almost all the projector frame has a felt around it to to suck out to absorb the, any kind of light spillage, right? Yes. So we just use that instead of just black. I, I will say this is kind of off topic, but those velvety things—the worst part isn't the black part; it's the static buildup that accumulates dust and other particles on it. Oh. Hmm. Got a good point there. I'm not sure how that works after evacuating a couple of times. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Or you just keep painting. It's going to turn my vacuum black uh, the first couple of times I vacuum it because it's, it's pigment. They're really impregnated into the uh, the 
the stuff too. So and the particle, yeah, and the particles get lodged inside of your vacuum, and it's just gonna stay there permanently. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, get like a dedicated cheaper vacuum just for that. Just of, well, well, I wouldn't say dedicated cheaper vacuum. I would just my older vacuum, older, more uh, inconvenient vacuums. On it. You know, some of those older vacuums are better than the newer ones. Depends. Depends how old you want to go. It is actually much. Oh, I have a million one that is like freaking thirty years old now. That's probably a. Re- that's probably the best vacuum you have in the house in terms of suction power. Yes, <laughs> it, it is still the best one. It's just dragging that thing along with the core is a pain in the butt. Right. So I wouldn't fill that with black particles. How well, I, mean, we... I, I can see anything in here. Who cares? That is actually kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> Right, there's, there's there's no turbo. There's, there's just you've, a... you've you've that 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 vacuum will have this endless black hole in it right. once once it sucked up everything. Right, so uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fair enough. All right, um, so there there's that, and like I said, I am very interested in seeing the uh, the ink release. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, it's supposed to be released in June. I want to bring it up because this is about it's about that time. We are we're fast approaching June. that. Yeah, we're fast approaching that time. So we'll see all that. I will also sign up to be notified. Yep. And our next thing is the Navalor Horror, like Narwhal Horror Horizon Mountain Pan. Narwhal Horizon. This one's fine. They don't carry the Nautilus line anymore, so no, no. To me, like the no porting hole is fine. It's no longer Nautilus. This is the Horizon. And... I do really like. Okay. <laughs> um, I I do really like their. They want to go outside of the norm, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing things different, and I really like that. Like their cap has like this ocean wave thing on the ground. I got on the bottom. I haven't seen that before. Yeah, like this one is a little wavy. It's just like a uh, crescented. Is that the right word? I'm not sure that's the right word. Crescented. Crescented. Yeah. Uh, scalloped. I like it. Yeah. So that is their new line. I don't think I have seen a cap that does this kind of shape yet. At least not in a commercialized pen set so there's something pretty interesting to see and he incorporated an ink window to exactly where the cap closes mm. so even when you when you cap the pen you can still see your ink level which is pretty cool uh, yeah and i actually really like the uh the the colors that they have in their in the body yeah 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 actually, actually have some pretty good colors and it's yep. not that expensive 168 not exactly cheap but also not exactly too expensive for something like this with the colors like if you were to buy it from uh, some of the pen turners like it's about the same price if not more expensive yeah. for something similar it's granted i'm similar. not seeing this in person yeah but of course the pen turner one is more like a smaller batch right this one is mm-hmm. much more uh much more manufactured yes of course um but yeah for 168 that's not bad okay I, yep. And and it is pronounced narwhal still. <laughs> the owner wants it to pronounce narwhal, so let's respect his wishes and pronounce it narwhal. 
okay narwhal all right i mean to be fair there is a narwhal on the cap it's yes. there in yes. the scallops. The, well, noveler is is the language in Narwa that he found. I can't remember what language it was. He he got it, and uh, he decided to change into that. There's probably somewhere at some point in time he ran into a patent issues or a trademark issue or something, and he changed into noveler. It's uh, is the. Icelandic translation of the former name. Yes. Okay. But it is still narwhal because yes. it is it's just a different translation of the same animal. Of the same animal with a tusk. Yes. Actually is it yes. is it even a tusk? I think it's a tusk. It's a tusk, right? That but it's a tusk that goes yeah, it's not like a walrus tusk which sticks out from the bottom of the mouth. It's a tooth that sticks out from the top of the narwhal's head. Yeah, which is... <laughs> I, I, that anatomy still weird me out sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay, I kind of understand that now. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I I really think I need to get a narwhal at some point because... They, they have a lot of offerings, really, and uh, the guy just keep pumping them out. And they've had some really good, interesting designs, which I really like. It designs colors. He he's not afraid to try out new stuff, right? And yeah. then of course, there's all kinds of vintages for you manufacture, and uh, you also live in China, and everything is more easily coordinated on his end mm -hmm. as well. The the uh, the they're from Taiwan or from China? Narwhals from China directly. Okay. I really got to pick up a narwhal at some point. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I there hasn't I haven't come across one that tells me I have to get it. Like I have to have to get it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just waiting for that one pen that I feel like okay, yeah, it's time to get one. <laughs> I, I I feel like this uh, the the narwhal horizon dusk. <laughs> Horizon Dusk. Is there a Horizon Zero Dawn one? <laughs> uh, I doubt it. Probably not. I, no, there isn't. But there is a Horizon Dawn one. Yes. There's a Horizon Dawn one. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, Horizon Zero Dawn is a video game. Just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of these looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... If you're interested, take a look. This one is more like a uh, natural color looking blanks. And uh, I wouldn't say 100% captures what he tries to, the, the background he tried to uh, play against. Sure. But like in that sense, I think the, uh, what's that? What's that Hawaiian company thing called? Kanalea. Uh, Kanalea, yeah. I think they have, they do a better job in terms of matching the blank to the pictures they're trying to represent. But that's their entire brand. <laughs> yes. But like I think Narwhal does it a decent job. Not as good, but it doesn't change the fact that the blank are still fairly good looking. Yeah. Okay. Our next topic. Does this thing looks familiar to you? Uh um no i'm looking at the muso black okay this guy huh um yes i'll give you a hint we, it's we talked the about it. it's the ferris wheel <laughs> <laughs> um that's the ferris wheel glass pen mm -hmm. 
that's exactly the same actually i would argue where 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 is that one i'm gonna have to pull it up from the show notes yeah if you just go down our show notes it's right there <laughs> uh where are you let's see i think it's episode probably Ferris. eight. Oh no it's not eight what the i heck? think it's nine it's i nine? think i found it okay but it looks even if it is slightly different the design is effectively the same <laughs> i don't think yeah. so man does it look a little different? I mean, no, I only have one I, I, image. I'm pulling from. It's the, it's no, the no, no. color. It's the he, same. Yeah, it's, it's the same. same. <laughs> it's the same. Um, I'm gonna post this image right under your looks familiar link. Ah, oh, it didn't paste. Ah, oh, they're not letting me do it. I think they let me do it. Ah, uh, Ferris wheels. Oh, there we go. See, look, look at that picture. Look at that picture. <laughs> yep it's exactly same, the same same pan man same pan yep and this is available on a Japanese uh, website Ishimaruban for 4500 yen 4500 yen aka 40 bucks USD. Uh, ooh, $32. Oh, $32. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, plus tax, right? Plus tax, $49.50. Yeah. How much is that? Uh, you know. 35 35 $36? Sure. Something yeah. like that. It's. <laughs> and Ferris was asking how much for that date? Wait, where does it say? Notify me at launch. I'm trying to look at their press. With only... Oh, man. They're trying to limit you, too. There's only 1500 available. Yeah. Is it $50? I'm trying to look for where the price of this is. We we saw it before. I don't see it anymore. Maybe they hid the price. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I, I recall it's 200 something 230 Canadian dollars. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, wait, are we recording it? Yes, we are recording, but it's okay. I, I like the reaction there. <laughs> wait, this was $200? Why don't I? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Excuse my language. <clears throat> $200? Yeah, yeah. Why can't I see the price on the, the ad anymore? Again, probably because they took it off because the price was ridiculous. It, yes yes it, it got a big pretty big backlash and uh now you know how much it actually cost there's it, it, a pretty big problem with this <laughs> yeah especially if they're not really making anything special they're just taking something they bought from somewhere else and marking up the price like a, yeah 250 <laughs> Canadian that? like, yeah that's ridiculous yeah so uh well i'll post this too but <laughs> when this comes out oh wow okay i guess uh i i think a little bit even less of a brand new yeah it's it's not a good look it's not it's not yeah, especially when you get when you when, when you people realize that you didn't even bother changing the uh not, not even a special water color or anything it just pretty much or like thing. You could have done something like etch your 
etch something into the handle so that it's branded, but I don't even think they did that. No. Not really. Not really at all. <laughs> so, uh, okay, next topic. Although, although I will say, uh, going back to Ferris wheel, if you look at their um, their their advertisement mm -hmm. for it, this is my first time seeing their Ferris wheel inkwell. Do you yes. see that? Yes, it does look. It works really well, especially for like a uh, what's that thing called? Especially for something that with uh, sparkles, glitters, yeah, shimmers. Now, as much as I shit on their <laughs> their glass dip pen, their carousel glass inkwell, I'm not gonna get it. That's some pretty good design. <laughs> the fact that you Based can tip on it and they can just have it keep rotating, yeah. It, it, given their their brand, that's pretty on the nose for something that they should do. Yeah, but I I like it. I like the inkwell. I have no problem with it. I I like how it's designed. I actually like the price. The price. Okay, the inkwell is actually seventy dollars. Inkwell seventy bucks. That's 70 not Canadian. bad. Wait, where are you seeing these prices? Uh, the Kickstarter pledge that they originally started. Oh, you actually clicked on the Kickstarter. I'm not there. That's why. Yeah. That's why. But yeah, 70 bucks? Totally. That's that's fine. Yeah, I, I personally think the uh, Inkwell is a much better, uh, <laughs> better, better deal. deal for your money than the pen stuff. Being, that being said, 70 bucks is expensive for just the function of an inkwell mm -hmm. um, but you're getting something with the design and you know bear barring us finding like a like an like an aliexpress carousel <laughs> inkwell for 20 dollars this one isn't as bad yeah Ah, okay. I guess that's enough uh, talking about Ferris wheel for the day. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to our next topic. And uh, I think this one, well, I guess in some sense we're still shit talking about ink, right? <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. So let's, let's bring up the topic, Collins. So ever since the last time we talked about it. So um, the last time we talked about it, uh, we said we'd bring it up. Um, so back in, uh, 2022, uh, I decided to do a UV, uh, ink test to see how well, um, these inks last up to UV light over an extended period of time. And the last time we brought this up was October of 2022. Um, and we could clearly see that some inks survived better than others. Um, well, now it's May. It's been well over a year. Um, and Frank, you will be very interested to see that some inks have effectively disappeared. <laughs> Are we going to do this like the uh, last survivor style toward the end? Like just, just to see which one lasts the longest after a couple years? I, I, I'm sure I'm sure in terms of last survivor, some of these will last through longer than this paper will potentially last. Oh, okay. All right. 
because um, as you'll see, some of these are doing fine. Um, but obviously, as I said, some are just completely gone. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's see how it is. I'll send you the image right now. And you should see that. And tell me what you think. Let's take a look. Okay. Wow. Okay, Pilot Blue is just not there anymore. <laughs> yep, Pilot Blue is all gone. <laughs> Your Mount Block Lavender Purple is almost gone. There's a little bit of purple left. Yeah, this it there's just a little bit of a hint there, but you know. Yeah, Lamy Turquoise is also gone. Lamy Turquoise is gone. Effectively. There's maybe like a little bit there. If we left it for another half a year, it might it might end up being like Pilot yeah. Blue. Funny enough, the uh, Noodler's Apache Sunset outlasted the Pilot Blue, Lavender Purple, <laughs> and the Turquoise. But it's mostly the orange of the Noodler's Sunset, not the yellow of the uh, Noodler's Sunset, right? Right. right. Interesting, too, because like the Sailor Apricot, you see it, it's actually the yellow that lasted. It's not the orange that lasted. It must be just the different color that they used. The, the way that they generate their color is just a little different, yeah, right? Yeah, so I think uh, Sailor Apricot, it has maybe maybe 20% color left, I would say. Mm -hmm. Needler is more like 15%, uh, while the uh, Pilot Blue is like 1% left. <laughs> I can't even tell where you roll it anymore, man. I, I'm, I'm fairly certain anything that you see from Pilot Blue is more so from the indentation of the pen on the paper than any actual ink left from Pilot Blue. I'm looking from the uh, your older post back in last year, February. Your 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 last when when was this? When was this post? October. October. Yeah, Pilot Blue is just gone. Yeah. <laughs> Pilot Blue is just gone, and the apricot and Gozami turquoise, like yeah, the, a couple of ink disappeared. Lavender, I think lavender purple was the most degraded, the most. Yeah, uh, lavender purple has degraded the most since last yes. time. Mm, maybe. Well, maybe because the purple it, is just a, such a strong color, it takes a while for the for it to actually showing how how much it goes down. Basically, Lamy Turqu Lamy turquoise and Mont Blanc lavender, those have basically yeah, they're like two percent maybe degraded the uh, most two three percent. Yeah, the wild pineapple is just gone. <laughs> The Noodlers and the Sailor are probably going to be the next ones out if I keep leaving it mm -hmm. there, which I will. <laughs> it's just gonna, literally, my wife walked by and talk, and asked me, hey, is that paper still there? It's like, yes. <laughs> it's like, what the heck are you two doing? It's just going to be perpetually there. Yeah. Um, the Pilot G2 still does very, very well. I'm looking at it in person. Obviously, it's going to be easier to tell in person. Mm -hmm. It's mostly the same. Yeah. Well, singles to Sharpie. Yeah. I, I can say that, like, the Sharpie that's been in the window for a year and a half. Yeah. It's not as, quote unquote, sharp, mm -hmm. but... It's the same. 
I mean, I'm surprised Compact haven't really degraded ever since the uh, last October update. Oh, yeah. So whatever that's left is pretty much, I, I think, is rather permanent for whatever the dive is left on there. Right. The like Kanpeki lost like maybe f f like six to eight percent of its like sparkle mm -hmm. to it. But after it lost that six to eight percent in October, it's the same since October. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the all the pigments <laughs> still is exactly the same. They're black. Uh, story of green, and you have the sailor Kiwakuru, and all those are still yeah. the same color. So they're all the same. Yes. I and I'm pretty certain that standard ballpoint is also about the same as last time. Looks like went down a, a little, little tiny more. It it does. It degrades at a much very 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 acceptable pace. Yes, <laughs> yes. But you can you can still see it's degrading. Yes, um, absolutely. So, I don't think. I mean, we could see who a race to the bottom of uh, who who outlasts each other. But after, my guess is at some point, standard ballpoint will go away. But it will take a long time. Yeah. But after that, I don't think anything else is gonna go away. I think the biggest surprise to me was still the sharpie. Yeah, I just never expect the sharpie to last that long. Yeah, Sharpie is uh, uh, really good. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want it to last UV, um, Sharpie's the way to go. Yeah, maybe not against chemical bleach, but yeah, against UV, this thing is lasting. And understand, uh, we also did a water test uh, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, and of course, Sharpie just stay there. Yep, Sharpie also outlasted the other ones. So, you know, again, Sharpie is not the um, fan favorite in terms of a writing experience. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are fancy uh, covers for Sharpies. <laughs> I wouldn't, I would not, sure, maybe, but I would never argue that Sharpie, I would ever use a Sharpie for the writing experience. Even though I would have to say, whenever I used the Sharpie felt tip pens, it, my, my hair start crawling. Just the feedback. I, I do not like uh, this particular <laughs> feedback. It's just that like mark that like thin markery yes. feel. Like even talking about right now, I the back of my <laughs> the hair on the on my back is standing up. <laughs> Remind me never to give you a, a thin sharpie as a gift. Then just felt tip pen in general somehow give me the weird feedback feeling. Even the yeah, uh, the Sakura Micro, which I carry for my normal every day, I don't mm -hmm. use that as much, mainly because sometimes you still get that feedback. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I, yeah. All right. I think uh, we are on our last topic for the day. This is a new pen company that I ran over. Well, not that I ran over. I ran across. Hmm. I think they only posted limited releases on Instagram. That's that's the hmm. That's a very interesting pen design. Right? It take it took me a while to figure out how <laughs> how the pen works in a sense. It's a it I I wouldn't call it a snap cap, but it is a pressure cap. 
right? That's not a screw on. Yes. And by the way, the new dro- the new pan they just they just dropped and it's already sold out. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely sold out. So basically, this has a, a I forget what this is called, but like it has a cover over it. The pen has a, the nib has a, it's shielded. Mm-hmm. And the cap is effectively about the size of a nib. <laughs> yeah, they, instead of doing like a overall grip cap, Hooded. Yeah, hooded. Hooded. I think hooded we should just call is hooded, a hooded because nib. like this whole thing is the, <laughs> the entire nib is recessing it. Yes, it's a very deep hood. <laughs> it covers about, in terms of the length of a, a, a normal, a typically exposed nib, this hood covers about 50% of that. Right, right. And if you are on their Instagram, you can see that I think majority of this pen releases actually goes in the dark. Ooh. Well, too bad we missed it. But uh, wait, let me, let yeah, me I, I am all about glow in the dark. <laughs> And I don't have a glow in the dark pen yet, oh, so okay. I should Maybe definitely you should, get one. You should just track, yeah, you just track their release. But yeah, these look fantastic. It's very unique for sure, and it has a very uh, interesting uh, designs in terms of materials as well, because it's, like I said, it's glow in the dark for um, their back, for their their tip and the back body area. Hmm. I think they have, I'm not sure how often, how frequent he drops these, but it looks like he has one release every 10 days or so. Oh, wow. That's pretty often, Because the last one was, yeah, about once every 10 days. So while the release is limited, it it doesn't seem too, it's it's not too difficult to obtain them. If that's the right word. Yeah, I'm looking through their back catalog now. He he definitely has a oh no the pen the the caps are range in in design. Yes, he changes design halfway, I believe. He does uh, ho- the hooded nibs thing seems to be a thing he goes with though. Yes. But then he he changed from the small cap to a large cap, and sometimes he does the super large over the pen cap, and sometimes he just does the uh, tiny tiny nib cap. I prefer the very tiny nib cap because that's something that's very unique to his pen. Yeah, I I will say I do like the tiny cap. It does look a little weird when it's capped though. Um, it basically his entire thing is it looks like a beaker. I mean that makes sense. Right. So that's something I actually like about it. It looks his his pen company is called the Mad Scientist Company. Mad Science Pen Company. Yeah. Um I have to say his most recent pen is probably my favorite. <laughs> Which color? <laughs> Which is Oh, uh, let's see. Hmm. Probably MSPC. MSPC, okay. I actually That's... like the cocoon. Is that green army? No, it's the like, pink it's like an... one. That if just it oh, feels that so chaotic. 
it that's like a tie-dye psychedelic thing going yeah. on <laughs> oh does is my is the one that i pick mspc does that not glow in the dark maybe it doesn't uh or, let me see because your pink one definitely glows in yeah. the dark he shows what it looks like i don't like. think the mspc glows in the dark mm, that's a that's a good uh major points for your pink one <laughs> yeah yeah so i think i may i may keep in track and just uh yeah i started following them so oh, already yeah yes i mean definitely i'm i'm going to see if uh i can get one yeah, actually what nib does he use let me, let me just see doesn't tell us um uh, uh he does number six yovo is it yovo yeah okay okay and it looks like the uh, widest area for his pen is like 16.5 millimeter so mm -hmm. if you want to grip on those areas, that's a pretty fat grip too. And I guess it's uh, filling this will be kind of interesting though, right? Because you're going to lose a lot of ink to the hood. He says that this uses the, either the uh, standard where you can eye drop this. Yeah. I would just eye drop um, <laughs> If I were you. I, I can't eye drop eye dropper pen. I can't do it. You cannot, huh? I can't because I switch inks too much. Oh, okay. This is why I went dip nib for many of my things because I just swap inks too frequently. You can choose to drop just... Okay, yeah, it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> no, no, it does not. Okay, okay. How about compromise? You get that 1.7 centimeter nib on there and then you can just eye drop it. The the what the, the super flex that we talked about previously. <laughs> <laughs> just you're just gonna flex all of it. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna sure write like poster size. Probably either way, like one millimeter, uh, one millimeter of uh, ink in just one page. <laughs> that's you know you might be underselling how much ink that's using, <laughs> right? So maybe perfect if if the uh, maybe. if Mr. Uh, Laura Cactus and uh, decide to use a Yovo nib base, you can you can shove that nib in here, and if it fits into the cap, who knows? <laughs> Could be a perfect combo. Maybe, maybe. It's a Yovo number six. So yes, I mean Yovo is great because I have tons of. It Yovos. becomes like the uh, standard nib for custom nib makers mm -hmm. nowadays so easily accessible, easily accessible easy to i assume it's probably because the tooling they provide is probably easier as well so mm -hmm. good find we can be fine at fountainpenandstationary.com that is fountainpenandstationary.com our email is fountainpenstationary at gmail.com fountainpenstationary at gmail.com our instagram account is fountainpenandstationary and with the underscore between all of them and spell exactly as how you expect it to be spelled <laughs> <laughs> no no special letters no trick questions nope and uh, with that being said Collins, I'll see you until next time then. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, Frank.